1: Hour number two underway now at 10 minutes past 10 o'clock. Good morning. Thanks for being with us. Thanks again to Attorney Tom Renz for joining us to talk about the extraordinary importance of fighting back against any proposed vaccine passport requirements here in the state of Ohio. And Tom is talking about not just public, not just something that Mike DeWine might try to institute or the General Assembly but that we have to make sure that any legislation which bans such passports publicly also must ban such passports privately, meaning you cannot allow store owners to decide who can come in their store based on whether or not they've taken the jab of the experimental vaccine. You can't allow uh, cabbies or, you know, cab companies or Uber drivers or uh, ballpark attendants or, uh, you know, airline workers or anybody else from deciding, nope, you, we don't think you're healthy enough. You didn't take the experimental COVID vaccine. So you are banned from our services. Cannot allow that to happen. It is just, it is just, a, it's an abomination to think about in a free country That's such discrimination against people based on health and it's really health opinions. It's health opinions. Because some doctors will tell you, do not take that vaccine, it's not safe. Or it's at, least, at least it's not been proven safe. And others will tell you, oh, take it, it's perfectly safe. At the very least, there is reasonable doubt as to why you should get it. It's something that should be up to each individual, each individual person. And to require it from public or private entities, it's, it's like I said, it's an abomination in a free society. You want to talk about that? We are guest-free in hour number two at 216 or triple eight 1110 We're also going to talk about the border. Look, we have been talking about the overrun of illegal immigrants, most of them coming from the triangle countries in Central America, coming from Honduras, El Salvador, Guatemala, coming up through Mexico and uh, flooding our border getting across, turning themselves into the first agent they can find so that they can be given a green light, a free pass to move forward into the country, wherever it is that they want to go, never even being given a court date to come back and have their quote-unquote asylum claims heard. We talked about the danger of it from just a simple numbers game. But we've also talked about it from the standpoint of criminals coming across, child traffickers, Human traffickers, sex traffickers, drug traffickers, gang members. The cartels are running a good portion of our southern border. We've talked about that. But one thing we haven't talked a ton about is something that the left never wants us to talk about. And that is the fact that not all of these people coming across are migrant farm workers from the triangle countries that I just listed. Sometimes when the border is overrun, sometimes when chaos is the rule of the day, sometimes when there is simply no control over in the crowds that are pouring across, sometimes you're going to get terrorists trying to enter this country by way of our southern border. It's real. It's true. It's been proven. And it's being proven again. And in this case... Because Joe Biden is in office, the most opaque president in American history. And for those who don't remember the vocabulary, opaque is the opposite of transparent. You cannot see through it. The opposite of transparency is in play. The most opaque administration since, well, the last administration Biden was a part of, which is the Obama administration, which was the most opaque administration in American history. Because Joe Biden is president, they're doing everything everything they can to scrub from the federal reporting database that two terrorists from Yemen were apprehended crossing the border. You're not allowed to know that. They've expunged it, but after doing so, CBP issued a statement saying this, quote, the news release in question was not properly reviewed and contains certain disclosure and policy information related to national security that required CBP to remove it from our website. This is House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy sends a letter to the directors of the FBI and CIA raising concerns over terrorists crossing the border, possibly undetected. McCarthy had this to say talking to the border agents, they
2: told me that they had caught people on the terrorist watch list. When I brought that up, my Democratic colleagues weren't shocked. They called me a liar. These policies have
1: created this catastrophe. They called Kevin McCarthy a liar for pointing out that there are terrorists from terror sponsoring nations coming across the southern border in Mexico. They called him a liar. When agents caught Two Yemeni nationals who were on the terror watch list coming into the country, they apprehended them. They told the truth. But CBP, which is now run by the Biden administration, Customs and Border Patrol, as an organization, says, nope, never happened, Um, scrubbed that from the website, scrubbed that from the release US Border Patrol revealed recently they have arrested two men that are on the terrorist watch list crossing the southern border. Both were from Yemen and the arrests were made in January. One in January, one as recently as March 30th. CBS LA News identified Calexico along the border between California and Mexico as the attempted point of entry. Agents assigned to the El Centro station said the first arrest came on January 30 or 29 rather at approximately 1.10 a.m. when they arrested a man for illegally entering the United States. Agents apprehended the man approximately three miles west of the Calexico Port of Entry and transported him to the El Centro Processing Center for Immigration and Criminal History Screening. The first man was a 33-year-old illegal who was identified as being on the FBI's no-fly list. Agents later found a phone SIM card hidden in his shoe. The second terrorist was a 26-year-old illegal. The man was apprehended approximately two miles west of the Calexico port of entry, transported also to El Centro, according to Border Patrol. A background check revealed that man, 26, was also from Yemen and also on the FBI's terrorism watch list and the FBI's no-fly list. Both men are currently being held in federal custody. But the initial report of the arrests or on the arrest, has been scrubbed from the official U.S.C.B.P. website, which some believe is due to the new gag order from the Biden administration preventing Border Patrol from answering questions about the crisis at the border. How can it be anything other than a gag order by the Biden administration? Are you aware that the person that Joe Biden, Dementia Joe, or China Joe with the Kung Fu grip, the person put in charge of the border calamity. They won't use the word crisis. They still say it's a challenge. I'll call it a calamity, I'll call it chaos, I'll call it, I'll call it a catastrophe. Do you know that the person put in charge of this over two weeks, almost three, full weeks ago, has never visited the border? Do you know that it has been seven days? since she even commented on the border. No press conferences. None. And I'm talking about Vice President Kamala rhymes with or sounds like communist Harris. She was tasked with leading efforts to address migration and the, the calamity at the border, and she has done nothing, nothing since being given that title or that responsibility. She hasn't visited the border, as a matter of fact. <laughs> no, no. She has no plans to. If you're wondering why I did that.
3: Do you plans to visit the border? Uh, um, not today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, I have before, and I'm sure I will again. Yeah, I have before, and I'm sure I will again. What, as a tourist? When you're out of office? She has done nothing. About the border. And meanwhile, the overflow continues. The children continue to be housed in these ridiculous conditions that the left would continue to call kids in cages if it were still being done under the Trump administration. But, uh, of course, that narrative is now gone. Now these are just humanitarian wait centers. (laughs) This is what they do. But they don't want you to know what's happening on that border, whether it be the kid crisis, whether it be the drug crisis, whether it be the human trafficking crisis, or now whether it be the terrorists on the no-fly list and the terrorist watch list crisis coming across the southern border. And if such reports make it to the news, they scrub them from the official CBP website, Customs and Border Protection website. This is just incredible. It's remarkable. Kevin McCarthy's letter to Christopher Wray, the FBI, and the CIA Director William Burns requested a classified briefing regarding certain individuals apprehended by Border Patrol. He even said Nancy Pelosi should be invited, along with Mitch McConnell and Vice President Harris, since uh, he's suppo- she's supposed to be on this thing. But they have gotten no response whatsoever. So this is a uh, this this is this is. Soviet esque. This is maybe CCP esque, Chinese Communist Party esque, where the government is doing everything it can to shield the truth from the people. The government is doing everything it can to deny freedom of the press. The government is doing everything it can to conduct their shadow policy because it will harm them if the American people know the truth. All right, ten twenty-one. Let me get a time out here. Then we'll come back to your phone calls on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. a little follow-up on this before I go to your calls here. Um, I played you a little bit of the Kevin McCarthy clip there, but I want you to listen to former ICE acting director Tom Holman, who was on with me last week. Uh, I want you to listen to his response to the um, revelation that two terrorists got caught at the border, because his question is valid. How many got through that we didn't catch? Hold on one second. We've got to make sure this is Properly plugged in. Here we go. told me that they had caught people on the terrorist watch
2: list. When I brought that up at the press conference, my Democratic colleagues weren't shocked by it. You know what they did? They called me a liar until we brought forth the answers. And it should not come as a surprise that the Democrats are troubled by this. They are trying to distract from this disaster because they created it. When there is chaos in a situation, terrorists like to take advantage of it. They also like to take advantage during a transition from one administration to the next. Is that what's happening here? absolutely great question that's what that's what makes this humanitarian crisis a national security crisis look the patrol patrols already said forty percent of their manpower is no longer on the line so if you're somebody in the world wants to come here and do us harm and blow something up it's hard it's almost impossible to get a plane ticket anymore because all the database checks are done when people are trying to get a plane ticket from the united states it's almost impossible to get a visa anymore if, if, because all the database checks they do DoD databases and they look for any derogatory information in the visa security program protects that uh, uh, protects the issuance of a visa to somebody who has derogatory information maybe you know related or, or known as suspected terrorists so if you, if you really want to come to the country what's the best way to come here you're going to come the same way 20 million others did to the southwest border when 40 40 percent of the border trolls are online the, the border is vulnerable so like you said maybe uh, said it, you said it correctly how many got through that we didn't catch that's what scares me Because there's over a thousand gotaways every day. Border says over a thousand gotaways based on sensor traffic. They can't respond to a drone traffic or camera traffic. Over a thousand gotaways. So if you want to come this country, do us harm. Now you know the 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 border is vulnerable right now because of the situation created by the Biden administration.
1: I want you to hear that clearly. A thousand gotaways a day. That's what the Border Patrol says. A thousand people cross the border, and because of the massive number and the 40 percent reduction in staff and the massive number of, of, of illegals crossing the border, a 1,000 a day get away. How many of those are Yemenis who are on the terrorist watch list? How many of them are from other terror sponsoring nations who are coming across our southern border like it's free in order to do Lord knows what in the United States? Nobody talks about that anymore. Andy is in uh, Middleburg Heights. Andy, thanks for your patience. Go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah.
3: Good morning, sir. Uh, Bob, do me a favor. Yeah. don't ever back don't ever back down you are you are the voice of your listeners on the radio don't please don't never back down my and and my thing is people gotta realize this is obama's third term and then my other comment is very short if if all these all these senators and representatives and all these government people if they're not standing up and and screaming about this my solution to this Fill up a busload of these illegals. Take them to their house. Take them to Pelosi's house. Make her responsible for a busload. Take them to every one of these go- these governors and every one of these houses that are sitting on their hands, not doing anything about this. Wait for somebody else to do something. Let them take res- full responsibility for feeding them, for taking care of them, and everything else. It's not on us. We're American citizens. We're 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 responsible for our own actions, but our politicians are not. They just sit back and they let people do whatever the hell they want. It's about time. If they think that this this child situation is okay, they may be children, but they broke the law even if they were sent over, they broke the law. They're, they're, well, it's not their fault. No, it's not
1: their fault. No, no, it's it's their, parents who, it's their parents who broke the law by sending them over, by putting them in the hands and thank you for the call, my friend, putting in the hands of human smugglers or coyotes, alright, uh, and paying them as much money as they have and then with promises of more money to come once they get to the United States and are able to make money to take their kids across the border. The parents are the criminals, not the children, obviously, but the children suffer. I don't know if you saw the video. I'm not going to play it because it's only in Spanish, and I can't put subtitles on your radio uh, speaker the way they can on TV screens, but I saw it today on my TV screen. Uh, A little child, a 10- to 12-year-old child, was abandoned in the desert, lost track of his group that he was traveling with, and was lost. And unfortunately, a camera crew, somebody came around and actually spotted him, and he came running to them, crying. Just desperate. He would have been left to die in the desert. Because whoever it was that his parents paid to take him, left him behind. And they probably took the money and are laughing the whole way. So the parents are the criminals for sending their, their children across the border and putting them in those conditions. And by the way, as far as what you're talking about, it's send them to Pelosi's house or whatever. I don't want to send them anywhere. I want, that anywhere. I want them to figure it out for themselves. If illegal aliens know that they're allowed to come into this country and and be able to stay here, and they know it's because of the Democrats, then go to the Democrats, jump their fences in their gated communities, and live in their, in their garages. Live on their, Put up tents outside their houses. In fact, break into their houses and move into their basements and say, hey, you know what? You already gave us the green light to come into places where we're not allowed, and you told us we could stay. So why can't we take it to the next level? We broke into your house, a place we're not allowed to go. But you're going to have to tell us we can stay, Right. I would love for the illegals to figure that out for themselves. 1031 News Time. Back at this.
4: Have a question for Bob? A comment? A complaint? Hit up the authority message line. Call 216-525-1806 and make your voice heard. That's 216-525-1806. Call the authority message line.
1: Okay, 10.36 now. We continue on AM 1420, The Answer. Good Wednesday to you. Uh, Let's go right back to the phones. We're going to hit up uh, Jack next in Akron. Jack, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Good morning. Go right ahead.
3: Yeah. Good morning. I just wanted to bring to your attention uh, House Bill 127, which is actually a backdoor into confiscating everyone's firearms. Uh, you must register every firearm you have They're going to tax every firearm you have $800 a piece And it goes on and on Talking about penalties up to $75,000 years in jail For making, you know For not giving them the proper information So I think it's something very important That everybody should know Because it really is a backdoor Into confiscation That's what I wanted to say
1: okay thank you jack i appreciate the phone call uh let's go to doug in cleveland next hey doug you're on am 1420 the answer go right ahead
3: hey good morning there was Commentary. Doug Sattel, S-I-T-T-E-L, on Google, and the YouTube uploads. The Doug, thank be-
1: you for the phone call. Don't do that anymore. All right? I'm tired of you doing that. I'm tired of you doing that. Stop. Go find somewhere else to promote your other hosts and, and presenters and so on and so forth. It's, this is not the place to do that. All right? Every time you do that, you're going to be banned from the show. Every time you do that, we're going we're gonna to remind you, oh, you know what? Here's a great chance to use it for the first time uh, since we actually downloaded it.
2: Ouch! 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 Immediately
1: out. I don't want to talk to you. Not a word. I don't care what you have to say. Out. TJ in Cleveland, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. TJ, go ahead. Yeah, you know, Bob, I see that opiate deaths are on the rise again. Now, you know, for the longest
3: time they were going down as this border was being secured. Now, isn't it kind of funny and coincidental now that this potato had opened our border wide open, opiate deaths are on
1: the rise. And I think some of this is intentional because, you know, China delivers most of the opiates to uh, the United States through the southern border. And, you know, Biden
3: is in bed with the Chinese. Sure. And I, and I think he's helping out their opiate trade, open this border, not just bring, uh, like I says, uh, illegals across the border, but let's bring the drugs across the border, too, and pay our Chinese friends back. And well, maybe I don't... I'm wrong. I... I yeah think.
1: no no i mean I, I don't think it's just the chinese i think the, the chinese have a big big role in trying to get a lot of uh... chaos created at our border but the drugs are primarily tj and thank you for the call my friend are coming from the traditional drug supplying con- c- uh, countries all right um... we all know where most of the drugs are manufactured that end up here in the united states the vast majority of them are in the central and latin american countries some of them in uh... in uh, south american countries and yes they are brought across this country uh, the, the uh, borders of this country in many many ways Including across the southern border uh, illegally, and this is the, you're right though in your point whether it's China or anybody else, they are taking advantage of the chaos created by the Biden administration. Look there there is no there is no debate here, right? I mean I mean really, there is no debate here. They may be trying to cover their rear ends with this, you know. Well, it's not a crisis, it's a challenge, but it's not a crisis. They can try that all they want. But the bottom line is there are thousands of individuals swarming this border, over a 1,000 gotaways, Tom uh, Homan said, per day. There are thousands of children and uh, others being, being held at either border detention facilities or Department of Homeland Security facilities right now while they try to figure out who their parents are, who these kids belong to, et etc. Cetera, et cetera. This crisis is using up all of the manpower, all of the resources that the federal government has left. And by the way, it's not much. As Tom Oman said, the resources, you know, in terms of the Border Patrol officers, they're down 40%. Border Patrol officers, like police officers in big American cities, are fleeing their jobs. They're looking for new assignments. They're looking for new professions in some cases because it is a terrible, terrible condition they're working in. They're not allowed to do their jobs. They're not allowed to apprehend. If they get attacked, they're not allowed to fight back. All of this stuff is, is building upon itself. So there's a tiny fraction of the number of border patrol agents that we have that are actually working down there on the border. The increase in flow is, is exponentially greater. And what does it all add up to? a crisis so who's taking advantage of it the criminals the criminals that just kind of you know meld into uh you know a migrant caravan and they may be criminals who are bringing drugs they may be criminals who are bringing uh, who are terrorists like the yemenis that we talked about they may be criminals who are gang members but the bottom line is the chaos created by the Biden administration and the full-on refusal of uh, Kamala Harris to engage. She is tasked with, and identified publicly by the President of the United States as being the go-to person on the border crisis or the border situation. And she has nothing to say. Nothing. And anytime she's asked about having anything about anything having to do with this, she, she just starts laughing like a lunatic. She isn't talking about it in press conferences. She isn't giving directives to the Border Patrol or the DHS uh, uh, workers down there. And she's not visiting it to see it for herself. She's not looking over the facilities and saying, this is wrong, that's wrong, this is wrong, that's wrong. Here's what we have to do to fix this, 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 and this. She's just silent. She's just AWOL. And who's taking advantage of it? But you nailed it. You're a hundred percent correct. It's the it's the criminals in other countries, and whether they be China working across, you know, various other nations, and certainly they can be. Or like I said, the uh, drug uh, uh, supplying countries are the terror sponsoring countries. It is absolutely harming, harming Americans, and Joe Biden owns this lock, stock, and barrel. And meanwhile, ra- and this is—I'm gonna—I'm glad you brought this up because I want to hit this part of it too. I think one of the reasons why Joe Biden has been continually, continually lying to the American people about what happened in Georgia, right? About what happened in the, uh, Georgia, the new Georgia election law that was passed and signed by Governor Kemp and then, uh, was, um, uh, uh, was, uh, resulted in the boycotting of the uh, state of Georgia by the Major League Baseball All-Star Game and several other companies, right? One of the reasons Joe Biden is getting involved in this and continuing to focus attention on this is because it takes attention away from the border. It literally takes, everybody's now, because I've i started my show for the last three days, all three days of this week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, with the first half hour and the monologue being devoted to the, the Georgia decision, the all-star game, the hypocrisy that surrounds it, et cetera, et cetera. And every day I talk about that because it's so crucial to our elections. It's literally the survival of our republic depends on us being able to secure our elections and making sure the integrity of the elections is... Um, is sacrosanct to make sure that it is absolutely protected in every state um i focus on this every day and when i don't we're uh, not when i do rather i don't have time to talk about the border that's why biden continues to tell these lies which is what governor brian kemp explained once again yesterday on this non-stop media tour to defend his state and their border security improvement excuse me and their electoral insecurity improvements
4: well number one president biden's lying to the american people and to our own citizens here in georgia I I just uh, laugh to myself, Maria, when he's talking about we need to smarten up. I mean, look at his own state of Delaware. They actually call your name out before you go vote in the precinct so people could challenge you. Could you imagine if we had that in our law? I mean, the world would be falling apart right now. He needs to focus on his own state and not worry about Georgia. This bill makes it easy to vote and hard to cheat. We're doing away with the signature match process and implementing Voter ID on absentee ballots, we're securing ballot drop boxes that were never in the law before this year. We're making elections officials count continuously until every vote is counted so you don't have disruptions that brings doubt. And, um, you know, it's just good common sense, election security. Made. It is exactly that.
1: And I love that Governor Brian Kemp is on this nonstop, uh, tireless media tour defending the Georgia election law, which, by the way, just brings it in line with many, many blue states' election laws, including New York's. It is less restrictive than that of Delaware. It is less restrictive than that of Colorado. And I'm glad, you know, Brian Kemp is out there defending this. But as I say, the more that this dominates the news cycle, the less um, you know, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and, and uh, Alejandro Mayorkas at DHS and everybody else has to answer the questions of the media about the border crisis. And it is absolutely a crisis. It's beyond a crisis. I played it for you before, but I want you to hear it again. This is what Tom Holman is talking about at the border.
2: Absolutely. Great question. That's what that's what makes this humanitarian crisis a national security crisis. Look, the Border Patrol's already said 40% of their manpower is no longer on the line. So if you're somebody in the world who wants to come here and do us harm and blow something up, it's hard. It's almost impossible to get a plane ticket anymore because all the database checks are done when people are trying to get a plane ticket from the United States. It's almost impossible to get a visa anymore if, if, because all the database Checks they do, DOD databases, and they look for any derogatory information. and The visa security program protects that, uh, uh protects the issuance of a visa to somebody who has derogatory information, maybe you know, related or, or known as suspected terrorists. So, if you, if you really want to come to the country, what's the best way to come here? You're gonna come the same way 20 million others did to the southwest border when 40 percent of the border is no longer online. The border is vulnerable. So, like you said, uh, Danny said I,
1: can't, I can't say that enough or or hear that enough. of the Border Patrol is gone. That means where there used to be 10 agents, there are 6. Where there used to be 100 agents, there are 60. Where there used to be 1,000 agents, there are 600. How many gaps do you think there are in 400 missing agents? If you were to stretch all of the Border Patrol agents along the southern border, from Texas through California, if you were to stretch them and just try to, you know, let them do an arm to arm, you know, fingertip to fingertip type thing. Now reduce it by 40%. How many giant gaps are there between fingertips? Just to give you a visual of that. We don't have the manpower down there and it's making things worse that Biden continues to allow these children, unaccompanied children, rather than putting them on planes and buses and sent back to where they came from. Telling them you get to stay, and we're going to take great care of you here. And until we can't, uh, if we can't find foster families for you, of course, which they can't, we're going to send for your parents to let them come up here and take care of you. And all of you can be American citizens, and one day you'll all be able to vote. What do you think the parents are going to do? The parents are putting their life savings on the line in many of these triangle countries. They're giving smugglers, human smugglers, coyotes, everything they have, and then a promise of more to come. Here's everything we have right now up front. Please go deliver my child across the border to the land of good and plenty, the land of opportunity, the land of milk and honey, the United States of America. Deliver my child there. After my child suffers, scared out of his or her mind, for a long period of time, eventually Joe Biden is going to send for us, and then we'll be reunited with our child, we hope, if we can trust you to actually deliver him. And then when we get there and make more money, then we'll pay the rest of what we owe you to put our child in that situation. I'm not exaggerating this. And every time Biden makes another statement about it, it's the humanitarian thing to do, it's the humane thing to do. We're not ripping children from the arms of their mothers the way the Trump administration did. No, because the mothers aren't there. The children are coming across by themselves because the moms and dads back in Central America know how to play the game. And that puts all of us in danger. puts that child in danger. It expands human trafficking. It puts your children in danger here because of the number of drugs that are coming across that are being dispersed through American cities. It puts everybody in danger when gang members cross the the border because, again, crushes of people. A thousand gotaways a day. Isn't that what Tom Oman said? A thousand gotaways a day. If you said it correctly, how many got through that we didn't catch? That's
2: what scares me, because there's over a thousand gotaways every day. Border says over a thousand gotaways based on sensor traffic. They can't respond to a drone traffic or camera traffic. Mm-hmm. Over a thousand gotaways. So if you want to come to this country, to do us harm. Now you know the, the the border is vulnerable right now because of the situation created by the Biden administration.
1: So between gang members and drugs and human traffickers and smugglers and so on and so forth, everybody in every American community is in danger, and this is all owned by the Biden administration. And guess what? The more Biden talks about Georgia and baseball and, and the Masters and, and Georgia and election law, the less he talks about what is really, truly the biggest threat that this, our country faces right now, at least in terms of direct threats to the people. The biggest threat to this country as a republic is the attack on our voting rights, rather the attack on our secure elections, which means that our voting rights essentially would be removed from us anyway if the elections are not secure. Okay, two one six nine zero one zero nine four five triple eight two eight one eleven ten. One more quick timeout. Right back after this. <laughs> Okay, 1054, final segment of the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer appreciates you being with us uh, this morning. I want to get one of our messages in from our uh, authority message line. Good
2: morning, Bob. You know, I listen to your show, and I hear them talking about you cannot offer somebody standing in line to vote a bottle of water or something along that line. Well, you know, in my opinion, if a bottle of water is going to change the way you're going to vote, that you've only been standing in line for maybe five minutes or ten minutes, whatever, if that bottle of water is going to change your mind, you shouldn't be in there voting. you got to know who you're going to vote for when you go there. Just like the way they used to hand out rulers and pencils and pens and bottle openers and all that crazy junk, if you don't know who you're voting for, you shouldn't be there that's it have a great
0: day
1: i don't disagree everybody should know who they're going to vote for when they get there but the bottom line is many don't many don't care many of those maybe many of them are, are, are politically agnostic they're going to vote just because somebody said go vote many of them are just i don't like trump or biden i don't like bush or gore i don't like whoever or whoever um and then all it will take is somebody to say come on come on vote my way and here you go and whether it's a bottle of water, then the next guy says, hey, would you rather have a bottle of Coke? Or, hey, would you rather have a Subway sandwich here? I mean, look, I went out and bought a few Subways because the line is longer than 10 minutes. going to be in line for about a half an hour. Are you hungry? Here you go. Have this. By the way, wink, wink, vote my God. That's the reason the rules are in place. And they're not just in place in Georgia. That's the most frustrating thing. The same thing, the same rules apply in New York and in Delaware and so many other states and they're acting as if this is some sort of new way of suppressing black votes by telling black people we're not going to give you water bottles. It's not true. Water stations are allowed to be set up along the lines in all of the precincts, and if the lines are really long and people are out there for longer longer than 10 or 15 minutes, and if they get thirsty, all they got to do is walk over and get some water and then walk back to their place in line. It's just self-service. Instead of allowing campaign volunteers to come up and try to bribe your vote with whether it, again it be water or anything of value, they have to just say nothing of value. And if we want to give you, and, and I will tell you this too, I voted you know for years and years and years, and I can never remember a time where I stood in line long enough and thought to myself, I'm like, I don't know if I can make it to the front of the line. I'm, I am parched water water I I need water I'm not going to do it the next time that happens to me will be the first time that happens to me nobody's dying of thirst in a voting line stop making that the issue in this ridiculous voting controversy it's just stupid and you know how you know that it's stupid? Because the Democrats are pushing it as a narrative. I mean, that's just how ignorant this is. Goodness golly. Jeff in Parma. Hi, Jeff, you're on the air. Go ahead.
3: Hi, Bob. Morning, Bob. Yeah, I, just, uh, I just wonder when the Republican Party is going to draw up articles of impeachment on Joe Biden for the crisis he created at the border. I mean, it's a national security threat, Um. Who knows what's coming across?
1: Well, you're right. Uh, it, it, you know, it, they'll, they'll have to prove harm or reparable harm or whatever. Um, but you know how this works. Uh, the, the Republicans are not going to do anything because this is just not Republican behavior. And thanks for the call, Jeff. I appreciate it. It's not the way the Republicans behave. But I will say this. Yesterday, I read an article, and I alluded to it on the air, <clears throat> that if the left is going to torch us and torture us all the time with all of the things that they're doing, you know, and, and we are trying to stay above the fray. We're trying to take the moral high ground, and we're trying to make sure that we don't uh, act like Democrats, essentially. And if it's starting to cost us our country, it's time for us to fight back the way the Democrats fight back. And that means with boycotts, with allegations of racism, with allegations of even whether they're founded or unfounded, go right back at them. And you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe drawing up phony articles of impeachment, which they did twice against Donald Trump, is the way to go. The problem is, when you hold the minority in the, in the House, it won't even get out of the House to get to the Senate for a trial, so it's a bit of a waste of time. But I do understand your point. Why not embarrass him the way that they embarrassed our guy? Last call from Jerry in Brexville. Hi, Jerry, go ahead.
3: Bob, I have a quick thing here. Houston. I hope he, our lieutenant governor, I hope he never apologizes for what he says. And another thing, they can finish this wall, but it's not going to help. What are we going to do with all those people over here? 10 or 15 years from now they're going to be voting. So you know who Maybe less than that.
1: Maybe yeah, maybe fewer years than that. You're right, Jerry, and thank you for the phone call. And I agree with you. John Husted should not apologize for his tweet about the Wuhan virus. It is the Wuhan virus or the China virus, and this is not a slur against Asian Americans. It's a slam on the Communist Chinese party that is responsible. Thank you for the call, my friend. We'll see everybody tomorrow.